Hey everyone, Greg here for another week of See It or Shove It. Thanks for listening. I'm here to give you my thoughts on the new movies playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. And I let you know whether or not you should invest your time and money and see it, or if you should pretend it doesn't exist and just shove it. For our featured movies this week, Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro delivers us the year's second adaptation of Pinocchio. Director Elegance Bratton tells a story inspired by his time in the military with The Inspection. And Stranger Things star David Harbour plays Santa on the defensive in Violent Night. Let's get started. In 1880, journalist Carlo Collodi began writing a fairy tale novel, The Story of a Marionette. Since then, it has been adapted into countless film, stage, and television productions. Oscar winning director, the great Guillermo del Toro, brings us his version in the stop motion animated film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but (laughs) you don't. Over there! What is that? Papa! (gasps) It speaks! He's just a puppet! No, I'm not! I'm a real boy! People are sometimes afraid of things they don't know. I don't understand! Staying much closer to the source material than that shitty Tom Hanks Robert Zemeckis version from earlier this year, Del Toro's film opens during Mussolini's fascist regime with a carpenter named Geppetto, voiced by David Bradley, and his son Carlo, whittling a crucifix for the local church. Out of nowhere, Geppetto hears a sound that resembles a storm, but he knows it is actually bomber planes approaching from above. He quickly hustles Carlo out of the church by telling him they need to get home before the storm hits. But Carlo runs back in the church to retrieve a special pine cone, and that is when the bombs fall to the church, causing both destruction and death. Paralyzed by grief, Geppetto falls into a deep depression, spending his days and nights beside Carlo's grave just outside his home. One drunken night, he chops down a nearby tree that has grown from the pine cone that Carlo had found, and builds a puppet out of whittled wood that he hopes will replace his son. Soon, a blue wood sprite, voiced by the great Oscar-winning actress Tilda Swinton, visits and brings Pinocchio, voiced by Gregory Mann, to life and appoints, as his conscience, one Sebastian J. Cricket, voiced by Ewan McGregor. Initially, Geppetto is shocked and scared by the living puppet in his presence, but he eventually warms up to him, even though he is, as my mother would say, a bull in a china shop. After a disastrous trip to church, Pinocchio is tricked into performing a puppet show for villainous carny Count Volpe, voiced by Oscar winner Christoph Waltz. Can Pinocchio realize he has been tricked? and also overcome the dangers of the war, and return to Geppetto before it's too late, I give this film a... Huge see it! This is a visually stunning, emotionally touching version of the classic story. Del Toro's animation is both luminous and dark, and a spectacle to watch. While it's rated PG... It has a very dark tone that may be too much for very young children, 
But for everyone else, it is a masterpiece of filmmaking and animation and deserves whatever awards it will receive this season. I was captivated from the first minute to the last. Every aspect of this film is so well done that it easily makes me forget the Disney fiasco from September. I am very grateful Netflix gave this one a limited release so I could see it in the theaters. And with the year winding down, I can say with near certainty that this will be in my top 10 for the year. It begins streaming on Netflix this Friday, December 9th. After the tragedy of 9-11, the military saw a groundswell of people enlisting to protect their country. One such person was director Elegance Bratton, who tells a story inspired by his experience as a gay man in the military. This is The Inspection. My mom, she won't even talk to me. Most of my friends are dead or in jail. If I die in this uniform, I'm a hero. Somebody. Camp is supposed to break you down. Wanna go home? If we leave, they win. Starring Emmy and Tony nominee Jeremy Pope as Ellis French, the character inspired by Bratton, the inspection begins by showing us Ellis living a troubled life on the streets of New Jersey and New York City with not much to aspire to. He visits his mother Inez, played chillingly by Gabrielle Union, and asks for a copy of his birth certificate so that he can enlist in the Marine Corps. Clearly, the two are estranged, and the welcome he gets from his mother is about as icy as it gets. Inez has cut Ellis out of her life due to her severe disappointment of him being gay. When she begrudgingly gives him his birth certificate, she tells him that if he comes back the same person, i.e. gay, then he can consider the document null and void. She's a woman so repulsed by her son that she puts newspaper down on the couch before allowing him to sit on it. Seriously. Arriving at boot camp at a time when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was still prevalent in the military, Ellis is forced back into the closet, all while being tormented under the guise of military training by the vicious drill sergeant Leland Laws, played by Emmy nominee Bokeem Woodbine. When his truth begins to be suspected by others, Ellis faces a deluge of torture by his colleagues and superiors, except for one compassionate officer played by Raul Castillo. When I saw the trailer for this, I predicted it would be a see-it. And I give this film a... See-it! The performances in this film are top-notch and deserve to be in the conversation for Oscars this year, especially Pope and Union, who makes her few scenes completely unforgettable in her cold portrayal of a mother desperate to have the son she wished for back in her life, but unable to overcome her own rage to do that. When the film gets into the boot camp aspect of it, I thought, ah, I feel I've seen this before. You know, the nasty drill sergeant, the bullying of training, etc., etc., However, there's something different about this one. I couldn't get it out of my mind that this was inspired by the director's experiences, and it just horrified me. As a gay man myself, I, my heart just sank every time I saw Pope grapple with his feelings and struggle with keeping quiet in such a brutal atmosphere that one wrong move could not only result in discharge, but possibly death or severe injury at the minimum. Elegance Bratton... Thank you for your service, and I am so sorry your experience was like this. 
if it was even an ounce as horrific in person as it was to watch, I don't know how you did it. Kudos, sir. I have never served in the military, and frankly, I think I'm too mouthy and probably wouldn't last long under those conditions. I will never understand how being terrifying and disrespectful to people all in the name of training them to serve is something that is effective. I understand what they're trying to do, but there has got to be another way. It, it's got to do a number on the mentality of these soldiers long after they're discharged, but that's just my own opinion on it. This is another film that is an emotional roller coaster that has sat with me since I watched it this weekend. It will likely be in my top films of the year as well. Oh, and one more thing. Jeremy Pope, keep making Orlando proud. Finally, Santa Claus gets more than he bargains for while delivering presents with a robbery in progress. This is Violent Night. Are you going to help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some season's beatings. Who the hell are you? What if he really is the real? No such thing as Santa. The film opens with jolly old Saint Nick, played by Stranger Things star David Harbour, pounding the booze at a pub, kvetching over how the spirit of Christmas has been lost to capitalism and children who want nothing but video games and money. He continues on his flight, but not before vomiting on the bartender from high above. Yes, that should tell you the type of movie this is. We are then introduced to Jason Lightstone, played by Alex Hassel, who is temporarily reuniting with his estranged wife, Linda, played by Alexis Lauder. The couple is taking their daughter, Trudy, to his mother's estate for the Christmas holiday. His mother, Gertrude, is a multimillionaire CEO with a penchant for booze and four-letter words, and she's played deliciously by Christmas Vacation alum Beverly D'Angelo. They are joined by Jason's alcoholic sister Alva, her movie star boyfriend Morgan Steele, and her son Bert, who is more interested in gaining followers on social media than participating in the festivities. When Jason realizes he hasn't taken Trudy to see Santa this year, he digs up a walkie-talkie from the basement and tells her she can communicate with Santa to tell him what she wants for Christmas. Santa soon arrives at the mansion, as does a group of mercenaries who have plotted to steal $300 million that Gertrude has stolen from the government. The leader of the group, known as Mr. Scrooge, played with endless villainy by John Leguizamo, holds the family hostage and one by one torments each family member until he gets what he is coming for. One problem? Santa Claus is lurking in the house, now abandoned by his reindeer, and this Santa did not come to play. Can Santa help rescue the family before they are killed by the assassins? When I saw the trailer for this, I predicted it would be a see it, and I ended up giving this film a... See it. When the film started with the bar scene, I thought, oh great, this is going to be a bad Santa knockoff. Instead, this film was everything I thought it would be. Thrilling, funny, engaging, and yes, violent. Harbour does a great job as Santa, and the action moves the film right along. The script, 
while predictable in that you know how it's going to end, does have some nice twists that I didn't see coming, and the fight scenes do not hold back. It was written by the writers of Sonic the Hedgehog films and produced by the producers of the fun Bob Odenkirk action film Nobody and this year's action film Bullet Train, so this team knows how to make thrilling films. The real gem for me was D'Angelo, who seemed to relish her role as the foul-mouthed matriarch who is not accustomed to suffering fools. If you are looking for some fun adult fare this holiday season, this is one to see. That's it for this week's featured films. To recap, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is streaming on Netflix beginning Friday, December 9th and is a see-it. The Inspection is in theaters now and is a see-it. And Violent Night is in theaters now and is also a see-it. If I had to pick only one for my pick of the week, it would be Pinocchio, but really you can't go wrong with any of them. Now, on to my brief take of some additional movies I've watched in my segment, Quick Picks. The Angela Bassett narrated documentary, Goodnight Oppie, which tells the story of Opportunity, the Mars rover that outlived its operational expectancy by 15 years, is an emotional sweet tale and is a see-it. It is streaming on Amazon Prime. The inspiring true story of Olympic refugee athletes, The Swimmers, is streaming on Netflix and is very, very good and is a see-it. And the animated musical Scrooge A Christmas Carol is also streaming on Netflix and is a shove-it. Listen, when I was a high school English teacher, I could tell within two or three sentences if an essay was going to be good or shitty. I was on the phone with my sister when I started this film, and I told her that within two and a half minutes, I could tell it was going to be a shove-it. And I wasn't wrong. Watch Apple TV Spirited instead if you're looking for a Christmas Carol story. I don't have a binge it or singe it this week, and the other day I released December's edition of Trailer Talk, so listen to that if you haven't yet. Instead, I have a new segment where I let you know where you can find some of my previous theatrical reviews now available for home viewing. This is now streaming. Everything Everywhere All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis, is now available on Showtime. When I first saw it, I wasn't sure what I saw, but I knew I liked it. Upon a second viewing, I grew to love it. You can hear my review on episode 8. Aw, that's when Theater Shove It was just a baby. Anyway, it took a while for this to come to streaming since it had a very long theatrical life. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, featuring a wonderful performance by Oscar nominee Leslie Manville, is now streaming on Peacock. You can hear my review on episode 22. Jordan Peele's Nope, a film that I appreciate more and more with each viewing, starring Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya, Emmy winner Kiki Palmer, and Oscar nominee Steven Yeun, is now streaming on Peacock. And there's also a star-making performance by Brandon Perea. You can hear my review on episode 23. Billy Eichner's romantic comedy Bros is now streaming on Peacock. It's a comedy that has some genuinely funny moments when it's not trying hard to be this great game-changing film. You can hear my review on episode 34. 
Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, featuring a performance by Austin Butler that is still being talked about for Oscar consideration, as it should, is streaming on HBO Max, and you can hear my review on episode 19. And finally, the gem of Halloween season, the ultra-creepy and disturbing Smile, is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. This movie terrified me, but in a good way. You can hear my review on episode 35. Films are coming to streaming services a lot faster than in the past, so I'll continue bringing you more titles next week, but only titles that I thought were see-its, because I don't want you to waste your time on any shove-its. So as they become available on various platforms, I'll let you know. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I'm very grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies I reviewed this month, especially some of the movies I reviewed this episode. They were all really good. And while you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV-loving friends in person and on social media. I appreciate all of your support. Come back next week for more reviews of the latest films in theaters and on streaming services, including Oscar-winning director Sam Mendes's Empire of Light, and Jim Parsons and Sally Field give us a spoiler alert. Follow me on Instagram, where you can find me at See It or Shove It, and rate me wherever you get your podcast. I'll catch you next time. Have a great week, everyone. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.